0: This week's show features an interview with Chris McGuigan, a commentary on the interview, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. Our interview this week is with Chris McGuigan with the Community Foundation for Muskegon County. I'm here with Chris McGuigan with the Community Foundation for Muskegon County. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon today.
1: Hi, Jason. It's great to be here. <laughs> Why don't we start
0: out talking a little bit about your background?
1: All right. I grew up a poor sharecropper's child in uh, Missouri. <laughs> no, I, I grew up in South Bend, Indiana, went to Hope College for my undergrad, went to Indiana University Law School, didn't want to stay in Indiana, so came back up to Michigan. One of the firms I interviewed with in law school was uh, Landman Latimer Clink and Rob. And they gave, I was very fortunate to get an offer from them, and I became uh, the first woman attorney that that firm hired. At that time, there were 40 attorneys, and uh, I joined them. Uh, that firm uh, broke apart, and prior to it breaking apart, the, the firm that I uh, last was with and was with for about... 15 years was Legu Newman and Irish and it's still in existence on the sixth floor or fourth floor of the not fourth floor fifth floor of the Terrace Plaza building so I met my husband here we have three children my husband is Gary Neal he's at McCroskey Law Firm and we have three teenage daughters who are fantastic we live in North Muskegon
0: and you are the president of the Community Foundation for Muskegon County right what is the community Foundation
1: the community it, I always uh, tell people you've heard of the Ford Foundation or the um, or the Gates Foundation those are private foundations that give away one basically one family's money the Community Foundation is a gathering of funds, individual funds, much smaller than the Ford Foundation or, or um, the Gates Foundation. But individuals in the community can bring their money, uh, determine how that money is to be given away. Most of our, the assets at the Community Foundation are what are called endowment. That is, we don't spend the principal. We don't spend below the original gift. We only spend the increase on that. And uh, um, and during the time we hold on to it, we take care of it to grow it. So uh, our core business is the same as any community foundations, which is to be the place where people bring their money, we take care of the money, and then we uh, help them make grants to nonprofits. In Muskegon, we have two additional roles. One is to own and operate the Fraunthal Center for the Performing Arts. In uh, the mid-'70s, the Community Foundation Board saw that it was about to be torn down and made a very bold move to buy the entire block for about $450,000. And uh, so we own and operate the Fraunthal and uh in addition we're we have a major role in community leadership, so we have five five things that we do at the foundation.
0: well, when you talk about the scale of the community foundation here in Muskegon county I- Think that you kind of downplayed it a little when you were comparing it to the Gates Foundation. And obviously those are huge foundations and the contributions of Warren Buffett to that foundation, but I think it is impressive to people and they'd be interested to know the the actual size of the endowment and the community yes. foundation for Muskegon right. County.
1: Well, we start with knowing that that we represent uh three counties really. We have two affiliate foundations, Oceana and Mason. But the bulk of uh, the population as well as the assets come from Muskegon County. Muskegon County, as you know, is about 170,000 people. This foundation started um, in 1961, didn't really start acquiring major assets until 1976 or 75, thereabouts. But... uh, uh We grew from nineteen eighty to now we grew to a hundred million dollars rounding us off and depending on the day the stock market but we we have a hundred million in assets. More important to us is the number of individual funds that we have, funds uh that individuals, families, or organizations make grants from. And in Muskegon, which is a fairly relatively small community, we have almost 800 individual funds. And uh, we think that represents a net of philanthropy that covers this community. Really, most people in this community either uh, are a member of a family that has a fund or certainly member of an organization that has a fund, and so we touch a lot of lives
0: well it's a very <clears throat> impressive foundation, and it's something that the people of the Muskegon community and the surrounding communities should certainly be proud of and take pride in the fact that there is this charitable organization doing good in our area
1: it's a It's a huge benefit. thank you for that jason um you You can travel down the street. Do you want me to just name some of the things that the foundation has had a significant? Yeah, absolutely. That role was actually my creating. next question. Okay, well, um, Heritage Landing comes to mind first. The Policy Johnson Foundation is a uh, a supporting organization of our foundation, and uh, of course, it helped fund the Policy Johnson Pavilion at Heritage Landing the community foundation itself to, ha, itself helped partner with the county of muskegon to renovate that piece of land to make it what it is today heritage landing um we were very uh, fundamental to the creation of the grand valley research center water research uh center the anna center um right there on the shore we've also given money we recently gave money to the uh capital campaign to build a museum for the submarine uh whose long name i can't remember we participated very significantly in in facilitating uh through promises to fund bond um payments Facilitating the creation of the Merrick Building, the Alternative Energy Research Center, uh, the the Art Museum. Of course, there were major players in the downtown. Um, uh, but the, we have fantastic relationships with the County Museum, so we helped fund uh, many of their exhibits through through mostly through donor funds, donors who love the county museum and care about uh, supporting that. So I could just go on and on, but there's hardly any significant capital campaign that happens in Muskegon without the community foundation's participation.
0: And one of the uh, big initiatives right now is the redevelopment of the former Muskegon Mall property, the city center? Yes. How's that coming along?
1: It's great. It is fantastic, and it, it's hard for me to think of just that twenty-three acres without thinking of the whole downtown. Because, as the community identified when we did imagine Muskegon, uh, the the former mall property is simply the center. It's sort of the historical, spiritual center of our downtown. But it affects the whole downtown. And, you know, everywhere you look downtown, you can see the future rising up. The site itself, uh, we st- there were several phases of work. The phase that's most visible at this point is creation of the public infrastructure. That was actually hard to imagine when we first started down this path. Uh, to just redeem the mall, to get it in the hands of the community so that we could continue parking. I mean, most people, uh, that was as far as their goals took took us, um, to get the parking back. And it was d- difficult to look at the mall and think, how are we going to redeem that? How are we going to redevelop that mall? And... uh Imagining the reestablishment of the street that seemed really hard, but but today we have a new Western Avenue. It's almost complete. They're you know they're working on the sidewalk. It has to be done beautifully. It has to be done high quality. Uh, uh, after they finish Western Avenue, they'll put in the streetscape for Western Avenue, and that has to be attractive because. Everything that we're doing, we're doing with the goal of attracting people, of making it beautiful so people want to come here, want to live here, want to spend money here. And uh, um, uh, and we want them to hang around downtown. We want it to be a gathering place. The community was clear about that also in Imagine Muskegon. So. The public infrastructure is going very well. After Western is finished, then First, Second, and Jefferson will be put in. Um, Gary Post and Russ Strong have been working on their buildings already. They're just about to uh, start work in a a major way. There is, uh, of course, the work going on to create a brand-new building on the corner that would sort of – mirror the Fraunthal in its look and in its uh, attractiveness and importance. And that, of course, is the the building that the Chamber of Commerce is spearheading. Uh, There's an owner of the National City Building uh, planning very exciting things. Uh, That's moving forward. And then most exciting of all, we have two residential builders, looking very, uh, seriously. And I'm very confident that, th- that they'll do something on the, on the site. The question will be, and our hope is, um, the question will be how much of the site will they build on? And, uh, our hope is that it's a significant portion. So it's, it's, it's fantastic. Oh, it's a very
0: exciting time for mm-hmm. uh, Muskegon County, uh, not just downtown development, but really everything that's going on in the area. And I think sometimes people maybe get a little bit frustrated. They think the uh, change is not <clears> coming fast enough, but actually it's a, been a pretty rapid pace of change over the last couple of years and especially the last couple of months.
1: I agree. It, it, Cindy Larson said it this way, and it, and it really made sense to me. She said... When you think about how long it takes you to build an addition on your house, from the moment you start thinking about it, it's it, you could expect it to be three years. And in four years, we've gone, we've completely changed the face of the center of our town.
0: It's it's really impressive, and I I see it every day coming down to work downtown in the Hume Building and kind of see that. Uh, former mall property is kind of the dot and the exclamation point on Western Avenue it's right there on the end uh, but everything with the Amazon and the retail development offices and the Fraunthal is really impressive and I think people if they haven't checked it out for a while should really just take a drive downtown and see what's happening here
1: exactly
0: you're very involved with the community (laughs) foundation in the arts and entertainment and business development Mm -hmm. what do you feel the biggest challenges are for Muskegon in those areas
1: I think the biggest challenges are uh, for private people, people not related to government, to understand their entry point and how they can make a difference. Uh, the, first, that they can make a difference, and then how they can make a difference. I think it's very unclear um, what how a person can bring a dollar to the party and... W- what they should expect as a result of spending that dollar. And so it's both the psychological empowerment and then the community clarity of how to, how to make it happen. I think that's our biggest challenge.
0: There's been a lot of news lately. We kind of touched on it earlier in the podcast with philanthropy and Bill Gates and Mm -hmm. some of the things that he's doing with his foundation and Warren Buffett giving just a significant, I mean, significance, a total understatement, the amount of his personal fortune that he's giving to the foundation. Why is philanthropy important to the Muskegon community?
1: Mm. Today, more than ever, in our lifetimes anyway, it's important because government money is drying up. And more than that, the government no longer looks at itself as the supporter of cultural activities. That's true. That's certainly true in Muskegon at all levels. Um, but it's true across the country. And so philanthropists, and that's all of us who think, who just have that thought, I'd like this to happen, and I have this that I can bring to that desire, um, are absolutely necessary to build a strong community. How do people get involved with the Community Foundation? They call us. Our number is seven two two four five three eight. They can ask to speak to anybody, but um, uh, there are many levels on which people can get involved. But we're, you know, our core business is doing philanthropy. So if somebody says, "I have, I have uh, five or ten thousand dollars, and I, uh, I want to start a fund." We definitely can make that happen in a very easy way, and then they can take that take that fund and use it to um, use the income to support the things that they care about.
0: What's next for the Community Foundation for Muskegon County? What does the future hold?
1: We're definitely expecting to get bigger. We're definitely expecting to have more um uh lovers of this community gather at at our place to do good things through us our current focus as to our core work is uh a program called donor impact we're calling donor impact and that's that's uh addressing what i said was the major challenge in our community we know that our job is to explain to people easily how they can make a difference with their money basically um so we'll get bigger in terms of initiative we're working hard on one muskegon we're working hard on regional activities we uh we will do most things in collaboration with other strong institutions in town and uh, so I see us addressing education in connection with economic development
0: on to our final question you have one minute alone with a person considering donating to the community foundation Mm -hmm. make your pitch to get their contribution
1: well my my first question always is what do you care about what are you interested in And that leads us into a discussion because every person carries around—most people carry around this tiny voice, this desire. I wish things were different for kids in my neighborhood. I wish uh, the art museum could expand its glass collection. There's no end to the needs, as Warren Buffett said— and so I so I have to examine with every person the first thing is I want to make sure I know what that person cares about and then we we talk about um the their financial aspects of what they want to do for some people it's a deferred gift after they're gone they want their estate to work for them um I talk with people about doing something while they're alive because that's the most satisfying, and that's where they really can make an impact. Uh, and then, and then we go from there, depending on what they, what financial um, resources they have to bring. We we set something up to make their dreams come true.
0: Well, thank you very much, Chris. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Jason. It's been a pleasure.
0: Philanthropy has been making major headlines lately. As Chris and I mentioned in the interview, Warren Buffett's gift of nearly $31 billion to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation created a philanthropic powerhouse about five times the size as the number two Ford Foundation with $11.6 billion in their foundation. Based in Seattle, Gates Foundation has given away already about $10 billion since it launched six years ago. The Community Foundation for Muskegon County doesn't have quite the endowment size that the Gates Foundation does, but for a community Muskegon size, a $100 million foundation can and does make a significant impact on the community. What is impressive about the Community Foundation is that Muskegon doesn't have a Warren Buffett or a Bill Gates, or even a Van Andel or DeVos as our neighbors in Grand Rapids do. However, the area owes a debt of gratitude to Charles Hackley, laying the foundation for philanthropy in Muskegon that the Community Foundation for Muskegon County continues today. Hackley's history of philanthropy predated the Community Foundation start in 1961, and thanks to the generosity of others like Paul C. Johnson, the Community Foundation continues that tradition today. I googled Hackley in Muskegon, and it returned 301 results in Muskegon, Michigan. Some of those results were the Hackley Hospital, Hackley Library, Hackley Park, and the Muskegon Museum of Art, which was started by a gift from Charles Hackley. Generous gifts from others also led to some of Muskegon's greatest landmarks, including the Hackley and Hume Historic Sites, Hume Home, Frolenthal Center for Performing Arts, which includes the Frolenthal and Beardsley Theaters, and the list goes on and on. Who will be Muskegon's next Charles Hackley or Paul C. Johnson? Perhaps no one will have the same impact that Hackley did in the community, but it is important for this generation of Muskegon's business people and entrepreneurs to think philanthropically and leave their mark for future generation the same way Charles Hackley did a century ago. I applaud Chris McGuigan and everybody at the Community Foundation for Muskegon County for bringing the business community and local government together to create a legacy for Muskegon that hopefully people will be talking about 100 years from now the same way we're looking back at Hackley's impact on Muskegon today. For more information on the Community Foundation for Muskegon County, visit their website at cffmc.org. am going to move on now to some listener feedback. And for the latest listener feedback, visit InsideMuskegon.com. You can post your comments to the site, view the comments of others, and even comment on their comments. Feedback can also be left via voicemail at 231 231- 354 2332. When dialing, be sure to include the 1 and 231 and leave your name and city in the message. And in an upcoming show, we will be playing back some of those comments and also reading some comments from the site. That brings us to the conclusion of episode number 35 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at jason at insidemuskegon.com. This has been the Inside Muskegon Podcast. Comments are welcome through our website or by emailing jason
1: at insidemuskegon.com.